You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of not just the Locked On Padres podcast. The Locked On Cubs podcast. Speaking first, though. Is your boy Javier Reyes? You can find me on J A V I I P E N O. You might be familiar with some of my baseball work at justbaseball.com. Great website. And I'm being joined by my man Matt. And by my man Matt, I mean someone I haven't spoken to before, the host of Locked On Cubs. Hopefully I said your name right. Probably should have asked about that before we started. But nonetheless, you are here, sir. How are you doing on this fine uh, Friday, July? 29th day yeah javier i'm doing good yeah it's it's matt cozy it's a long it's a long ah. o in there okay um so yeah we hope hopefully are gonna get comfortable on this episode <laughs> um i prepared uh some with some locked on padres listening and viewing i did want to ask you about your your situation there it looks like you're mm-hmm. maybe in the basement of a uh, uh, old borders <laughs> yes everyone everyone loves asking me about this i've definitely read i say this every time i've definitely read all the books behind me um okay. I, I am a rogue scholar i i graduated summa cum laude it was great and <laughs> i spent all my time studying you know what i mean uh, no it just turns out that like this is the best spot in my house because of internet and because of lighting reasons and yeah. honestly yeah it makes me look studious and whatnot which is kind of the opposite with what people usually will associate with us uh sports folk so uh you know right. just trying to break down the barriers and the stereotypes man that's just what i do awesome awesome well yeah i'm excited <laughs> to be with you and uh definitely an active trade season up ahead mm-hmm. absolutely man and that's that's why i reached out to you because i was like look this is the cubs are they were the stars, dare I say, of the trade deadline in their own way last year because mm-hmm. of Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, um, some, some, some other players, that I'm for Anthony Rizzo, and probably a couple other players. We've also traded before, too, with you, Darvish, yeah. who has been very good for the team this year. But this year, I mean, kind of the same thing. It feels like the team, you know, the thing that they're going to look forward to is the trade deadline and maybe getting some assets uh, in return for like David Robertson, Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, who's kind of the last last man standing from those uh, the good old days. And then um, they've got that Field of Dreams game, I guess. So kind of before we get into it and whatnot, just what is the current vibe of the Cubs? Just as a, as a team, as a franchise, what's going on in the, the lovely land of Chicago? Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that, that Sam and I try to get to on Lockdown Cubs in our first few weeks here. Uh, with the network, we really enjoyed it. But but what's complicated about the Cubs right now is you have these different conversations and these different states of mind happening all at one time, which is a little bit difficult as a fan, and even you know more so is now uh, you know hosting five days a week because you're trying to manage your emotions, you're trying to package the material as best you can. Um, you know, I think the vibe right now is a little bit unsettling but optimistic for the future. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the big reasons for that is just how successful it seems those trades went down last summer. Um, The Cubs weren't good last year either. They weren't performing with that main core group. So for Jed Hoyer, the general manager, to trade all those guys at this time last year, 
that proved to be a, a big deal. And it, it proved to be a big win, I think, because you got a lot of value back. We're starting to check the box scores, you know, every night or at least every couple nights on these guys, uh, which has some 2014 Cubs vibes, the early mm-hmm. days of, of Theo and Jed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, r- right now in the short term with the major league team, they're actually on a six game win streak entering the giant series Thursday. Um, but yeah, certainly a lot of trades on the horizon moving forward. I think the Cubs have the best rental bat and the best rental relief pitcher. So they're poised to, to, to strike while the, the iron is hot and get some more prospects in here. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's just kind of, at least, I think if you're a Cubs fan right now, my vibe personally, just from, yeah. from the outside looking, it would be at least there's stuff here. This isn't a team that seems aimless. This is not the Detroit Tigers, right? Sure. And dare I say, just a, a team like the Cubs, or not the Cubs, the, the White Sox on the south side, where like they're in this weird position where they don't know how they can improve, but they also you know, don't necessarily have uh, expiring players that they can trade immediately. So you're at least in a position where you know, you've had these guys there on the team. You have, say, a Suzuki, I guess, which has to be, like, the most exciting thing about the team. I know he started off really awesome for the first two weeks, then was yes. bad for a while, and then he improved again. And even when he was bad, he was still pretty good, and he's lowered his strikeout rate, I know, which is really great. So, you know, it's nice to see that the Cubs, especially for just, you know, baseball fans in general, it's good when the good market, big market teams are at least starting to show a semblance of, you know, stuff and whatnot. And I know that not everything has gone great. I know that uh, Marcus Stroman hasn't been necessarily all that great for the Cubs and whatnot, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, out of all of the guys that are available uh, in theory, right, for the Cubs, um, and I imagine that even like a a Patrick Wisdom and what have you are probably available too. Mm -hmm. Who are the guys that you think are most likely to get moved? Do you think that it's true that they're going to move Robertson and Contreras for sure? Do you think Ian Happ is for sure gone? Or do you think that that's been a little bit of a a exaggerated point and what have you? Yeah, I think Contreras and Robertson are gone for sure. I would say Contreras, Robertson, and Givens are all good Mm -hmm. as gone um, just Mm -hmm. because they are free agents this winter. So um, it just – it doesn't really make sense for the, for those guys to be kept. Um, yeah. You, you want to hold out for a good deal and we'll see how that transpires between now and Tuesday's deadline. Um, but I think those three are gone for sure. I think Ian Happ is up in the air um, on our Friday show. We're going to talk about Ian Happ a lot. Should they trade him? Why are they going to trade him? Should they keep him? Um, I think that's where I'm most conflicted right now is because if they are going to be good in 2023, well, then why wouldn't Ian Happ be your left fielder? He signed through 23. You could pursue an extension with him this winter, you know, see how it shakes out. I know it is going to be complicated. He just saw all his friends leave and and (laughs) none of them got extensions. So, um, you know, maybe you do trade him when his value is, is as high as it is. Um, so I think those three are gone. And then I think uh, Drew Smiley is, is a left-handed mm. starter that probably offers some value um, to a team. And uh, yeah, I would say, I would say probably those, those five right now that, mm. that, mm. that are f- mostly in the conversation. And then you have like a next five 
that that make it dealt as well. You mentioned Wisdom, uh, Rafael Ortega, uh, Wade Miley potentially, Andrelton Simmons, uh, Chris Martin. So, yeah, I think there's probably that group of ten that could possibly go. So it, it, it's potentially going to be really active. Absolutely, man. It sounds like they could fit the bill for the employer known as the San Diego. Yeah, Padres, they're definitely, right? uh, and, and I think it's a buyer's market, right, this year? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a buyer's market for sure, man. And I know that um, it's not just baseball when it comes to having the right candidates and having the right people to target. And I think that there's this place that uh, helps you out with that, Matt. Do you know, can you, can you remind me what that place is? That's a great transition Javier and LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Well said, sir. Well said. And everybody, as always, Locked On Pods, Locked On Cubs, first listen every day. You can find us on YouTube if you want to see my sweet Mario shirt that I've been rocking lately. <laughs> Go check that out. It's awesome. It's the best shirt in the world. I forgot where I got it, if you guys are wondering. Uh, but um, before we get back onto the Ian Happ and the Wilson Contreras uh, yeah. side of things, I really want to talk to you because you mentioned about, you know, Bryant and all those guys that the the trades that they managed to kind of get out under that. And I think that it's it's right. really interesting because a lot of people were like, well, this is this. these are great players. They should be there for life. And that was at the beginning of last season, right? And then they slowly started to fall off. And you saw, yeah, these guys are good players, but they really don't have the depth that they, they once did, which also just shows you how quickly things can change, by the way. Because uh, I, I still remember after they won the World Series, everyone was like, this is ridiculous. They're, yeah, they're totally. a dynasty. And instead, they were just really good for a while, but they couldn't replicate that. But I'm wondering, right. how is kind of, the situation for the Cubs, are they looking for like really high level prospects or are they saying, you know what, we're, we're pretty good and we just want to see, you know, what we're getting out there. You know what I mean? We just want to see how much someone is willing to pay. Are they really desperate for kind of those top level guys? I think they, they need, if they really want to fortify the, the system, they need a high level prospect. You know, they mm -hmm. don't have like that title level prospect, like a Chris Bryant or like a, and Ian Happ, uh, you know, certainly Bryant back in the day was, was, you know, top 10 in the whole sport. They don't have that right now. They have a good core. And I think the system by the winter is probably going to be a top five system. But they don't have that, that marquee player. Um, so if you can, what I'm looking at right now is you know, the, the current prospects that continue to develop and maybe one of those guys becomes the the guy that that that's going to be at the top the top level of the podium, if you will. But also, I think what the Cubs would what would really behoove them is to package two of these five main players that that we discussed earlier mm -hmm. to to one ball club for uh, maybe like a two for two deal or two for three, and one of those two or three is a top five guy in that team specific system. I think the Padres are a great candidate for that because you could play around with those combos and, and get some uh, high value back. MLB.com today even proposed a trade. I, I could pull up in, in a second, mm -hmm. 
I know my uh, my restream slows down if I if I pull up any tabs. <laughs> um, but um, they they proposed a package that included the Padres. Uh, I think two of the top five. So mm. so you know, especially if it's Contreras and Hap, which which I don't think is going to happen. But if you package Hap and Contreras in the same trade, that's a borderline blockbuster. Yeah, absolutely. And Wilson Contreras, you know, he's been good for a while. And I think yeah. people were a little bit surprised that he didn't get traded uh, also last year. I think some people thought, oh, maybe they'll – yeah, because they're, they're not expected Sam, to resign him. Yeah. Sam said that on our show the other day, my co-host. Um, yeah, that probably would have benefited them more with with a whole other year of control. But but I still think that he, he's a beneficial bat for somebody, including the, uh, the Friars. Yeah, he would definitely be really good for the Padres. I will say that with that team – with the Padres, it could make sense. And there have been a lot of reports on top yeah. of the mock trade ideas out there about Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, who are clearly probably the players that the Pods would want the most. Robertson would be nice, but I think okay. that their bullpen is not necessarily in need of a, a super, super uh, closer or anything like that right now. But with Wilson Contreras, I think it's interesting because the Pods have the type of players, I think, that would make sense to go back to the Cubs. The Cubs do need a good amount, but... Luis Campuzano is a decent enough hit, uh, catching prospect. He's been in the top yeah. 100 before. He's fallen out a little bit because, personally, I think for some very silly reasons, I think he's been pretty good in AAA. Yeah, and I think okay. just because he came up for a cup of coffee at the majors and struggled doesn't mean people should be out on him. But that could be a sort of tertiary secondary piece in a deal. And you're right. With those two guys, with your Ian Happ and whatnot, you're probably looking at at least one more of the the really top guys, at least in theory. And I say in theory because we always think that these trades are going to cost a certain thing and that they're going to talk. Everybody looks up MLB.com and they look at the yeah. prospect list and they're like, oh, I know farm systems now. They can't trade this guy. We don't know. What if the I have Cubs no value, right? Yeah. The, the Cubs might value a guy like Victor Acosta of the Padres, who's not, you know, he's been a fringe top 10 in their, their system for a while now. Like they might value him super highly. Maybe they like Jackson Merrill as a shortstop prospect more than CJ Abrams for some reason. It's mm -hmm. possible, right? So this is all in theory, but maybe the Campizano plus your uh, hassle combination is what the Cubs might be looking for. Do you think that that would be an interesting offer, sir? Do, do, are you interested? Yeah, I, I and I know those two <laughs> names. Camp, it's Campuzano. Is that how you mm. pronounce it? Yeah. Um, so MLB.com has has him, Merrill, who you mentioned, mm -hmm. and then the number 15 and number 29 in that proposed deal. So 2, 4, 15, and 29 from one system sounds like a good return to me. I do think that if you're if you're if you're talking about Contreras, um, that would be pretty convenient if you acquire a catching prospect in return. I know there's also been a, an idea floated about um, an Astros trade, and there's a catching prospect mm -hmm. down in Houston as well. Um, you know, if they partner with a team like the Giants, which I think is less likely, does a major league player come back like a Joey Bart that needs a change of scenery behind the dish? Um, but yeah, I think I think Hassel, Campusano, Merrill, those are those are all high level guys. And then, Javier, what's been brought up with the Cubs and Padres, even since the Darvish trade, you know, these two teams have had a ton of discussions already. Yeah. You know, there was a Contreras to Padres rumor 
after the lockout between the when they mm-hmm. it, we came back and then opening day, there, I thought there was a chance that Contreras was going to be traded to the Padres in that window. Um, and, and Eric Hosmer's name is always brought up as a potential mm-hmm. return, <laughs> but a hassle would probably be have to be attached. You know, it'd be Hassel and Hosmer for Contreras. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe even sneak a Blake Snell in there. You know, for a team that's that's in a retool, I wonder if you could see like three prospects plus Hosmer. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they attach him, who, Matt, is an introduction to my world, right? I actually do not say, me personally, you can say it, uh, but I do not say the name of the first baseman. It is a long really? running tradition. Yes, ever since I believe it was maybe before the season, I think it was actually the end, the tail end of last year. I just decided he does not have the honor anymore. And I'm not going to say his name. And I'm going to say the Padres have been performing really well ever since I've kind of said that. And he had at least good first month of the season and whatnot. So I'm willing to, willing to bet, dare I say, that this is all me, that this is, I have been the good luck charm for the Padres by me not saying, I call him the ground ball gremlin. Sometimes I forgot which listener uh, said that to me once, but that's yeah. kind of what it's like. I'm betting that the Padres would love to move him as evidenced by the offseason and whatnot. But, you know, when it comes to other bets across other sports, I know there's a lot of betting fans out there who probably listen to this podcast. I still remember when betting culture was kind of like, yeah, like like bad in sports. It wasn't really covered in mainstream media, but now it's all over the place. So you need to find the best kind of app to keep, keep you uh, engaged and give you the best odds and whatnot. Matt, can you tell me about the best place to go? The best place to go right now is 100% bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including all things baseball. Head to BetOnline.net or download the app to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. A lot of places that we can start the uh, final part of the program today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Let me first say, I, I talked about it yesterday on my 500th episode special mailbag. Oh, congratulations. Dream... Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really wild. Yeah, ever since the world ended, I guess I've just been just doing this podcast. Um, look, it's been... It's been a long road. And the Padres clearly have tried very desperately. We got that rumor. We got that report that the Mets deal, that was going to be something like the first baseman plus Chris Paddock plus Ryan Weathers or what have you. Ryan Weathers, who seems to have fallen a lot in value. But considering the Padres system, that they've had some bad history with developing pitchers, I wonder if maybe he might be that random back of the package piece that teams might be interested in. But Getting rid of him and that contract, do you think that the Cubs would be willing to do that? Obviously with some prospects attached, because personally, that would be really exciting because then I'm willing to put anyone there over at first base. You can move around the lineup a whole lot more. Jake Cronenworth can play first base really well. Will Myers, not the best in the world, but if you want to look at defensive runs saved and whatnot, he actually basically has been better uh, every year when he played first base for the Padres than the current first baseman that can't be named. So I'm wondering That's how great. much would that would that be a possibility for the Cubs? Are they willing to take on that salary because they are a rebuilding team? Yes, uh, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what year is he signed through? 
Do we know? <laughs> okay, that's the big question. I almost got him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's for another three years after this okay. year. <laughs> so it does so, go down. I know that it's twenty million yeah. this year, but then it goes down to thirteen per for the last three. Okay, so I I think so because first base all of a sudden there there's a pretty big hole with the Cubs, mm. um, and I think even a team that's in a rebuild and then potentially starting to compete next year and then you know contending again in in, in the latter half of 23 or definitely 24. Yeah. I mean, who's going to play first base. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Frank Schwindel who's on the team right now. It's not going to be Alfonso Rivas. Does Patrick wisdom move to first base? I think that's maybe a, a more mm-hmm. enticing option for me. Um, there's also a minor leaguer or two, but, but the jury's still out on them. Uh, one that just got promoted to triple a. So Matt Mervis, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll see. Um, so I would say getting an established major leaguer like Hosmer, despite some of his struggles the last couple of years, I think that is a, a, an attractive option, at least for the Cubs. Um, and again, are they incentivized to do that? Because if he's going to be traded here and put in the lineup right away at first base, well, then I think you're going to see some top 10 players from that system, you know, one or two two players that will be attached to that deal. And then my guess would be it's not a combination deal that would probably just be Contreras or just be Hap. Uh, but I'm totally speculating, which is part of the fun of, of trade season. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like you said, it could be they value certain players differently, which is why it's always very fun to me when people say, no, that's not enough for Juan Soto. And I'm like, it probably right. isn't, but we don't know. I, ever since the David Price trade, from back in the day to throw out an old name for people. Like nice. I remember when that was supposed to be the Godfather offer. And it said it was like Drew Smiley and another infielder that didn't really turn out. who's now on your team to connect back to the Cubs. Like, you know, I don't want to hate on the players, but I remember they were like Godfather package is Juan Soto, a different situation, of course. But right, these, right. these deals where people are like, I don't know, man, I think the pods have to give up. Abrams, Hassel, Wood, Gasser, Campuzano, <laughs> Gore. Like, you have to give up six guys. I'm like, I don't think that any team wants to do that because it's baseball. And this isn't the NBA or yeah. even the NFL for a quarterback where, yeah, I don't care what it takes. Give up all your picks if you're getting one of those top 10 superstars in the league. For Soto, I don't know if that's necessarily the option the Padres want to go with. But, man, giving up two of those top 10. And if you were able to dump the first baseman's contract and maybe acquire Mr. Mr. Ian Happ, I would be all for that. Okay. I actually think that would be the dream scenario for the Padres. And even with the Cubs, I will say, and Padres. So that's, are, that's if Soto doesn't get traded to the Padres, though. Of course, of course, okay, of course. Okay. Maybe, maybe they want to just blank the whole thing and then they get both of them. I don't know. Maybe they want to okay, do both. Because okay. AJ Preller, he's been quiet. And as you know, he's he's a wheeling and dealing well, king. He loves the whole, pulling the, the whole market's been quiet. That's true. I wonder if Soto is the first domino to fall and that everything Mm. just goes crazy. I mean, people are waiting. Yeah, people are waiting on Hap because they want to see if Soto is available and whatnot. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely been a calm before the storm vibe so far for trade deadline season because, in fairness, maybe it's because of last year's, which was just all over the place madness and – I, right. I mean, the amount of moves that happened last year, man, that, that was a dream. It really was. Not for yeah. my, yeah, it my was. team, it was miserable. We got, uh, we got, we got catfished by Ken Rosenthal. But um, <laughs> with, um, with the first baseman, I will say Padres Twitter likes to make fun of this all the time, and they rightfully do. 
for a lot of reasons that have to do with feeling like the media in the area doesn't criticize him enough and instead points to his leadership. I will say, though, from what I've heard and from what other reporters have heard and whatnot, he has been a guy that everybody has said is really good in the locker room. And for a team like the Cubs, I think that that at least has some ounce of value if you're going to be paying for a guy that's not going to do as much in the field as that. If he's really a great locker room presence, maybe that helps some of the young guys going forward. Maybe this is good for Seiya Suzuki, who's got to acquiesce to a different culture entirely, which is something that I think it's kind of overlooked, right? People don't talk, you got to move all the way over here and learn a whole new line of people and all that. That must be tough. And so I'm wondering, maybe Wisdom and some of those other young guys, would it be good to have him on that team? Would you be interested in that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, um, you know, I thought it was, I I thought it it was close to happening, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple times within the last 12 months. Um, You know, recently I haven't specifically seen Hosmer's name, but I got to imagine that those convos are being reignited. Um, You know, the Padres are, are one of the most talked about teams right now. And I think if they don't, I, I, I think that, they could get Soto and Contreras. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Soto and Hap makes as much chance just because they play the same position. But um, yeah, let's see how it shakes out between now and Tuesday, and and we'll we'll keep some tabs on it. Absolutely, man. And thanks for having me. Blast. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be great. Uh, everybody go check out, obviously, Lockdown Cubs and whatnot. And good luck to you, sir. I'm very curious to see how all the dominoes fall because it can't be easy. Going from being the the alleged right. dynasty, and then now, granted, every Cub fan I know is is, is a obviously like a little distraught right now. But it, they did win that one in 2016, which was like the one good thing from that year. Of it was course, really cool. yeah, fake and fake. Gosh, awesome. they yeah. won. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do at the deadline. I think a lot of people are, and hopefully, Marcus Stroman gets things going for you as one of the big uh, acquisitions of whatnot over the offseason. I got no hate for the Cubs whatsoever. Uh, Matt, do you want to tell my listeners any other things you want to plug? Uh, yeah, Locked on Cubs. We're, we're pushing to, to 1,000 subscribers on, on YouTube. Nice. Um, you know, we've had a good first few weeks. And, uh, yeah, just keep tabs on that. I do think the Cubs hold a lot of the cards in this market. Um Otherwise, I have a couple other plugs here, and uh, but I think that's about it. Awesome. Uh, you could, and then for Cubs listeners, if you want Lockdown Padres on Twitter at Javapeno, in my opinion, J A V I I P E N O, the best at of all the Lockdown MLB hosts. I just think it's just so good. And then justbaseball.com, really great site, all sorts of content going on there. I'm going to be writing about Tom Cruise movie soon, War of the Worlds, which is everybody go look oh, wow. that up real quick. Yeah. The, Watch the baseball scene in War of the Worlds. It is one of the weirdest throwing motions I've ever seen in my life for <laughs> someone throwing a ball. So I'm probably going to be writing about that and all the stuff that comes out at the deadline. But uh, Matt, it has been an honor and a privilege. All right. Thank you, Javier. Appreciate it.